Hi, welcome to On the Periphery Pod with Elise Bryan and Maddie Hom. <laughs> oh my god, so awkward, but I live for it. So first, let's just do a little check-in. Like, what the fuck is going on? How are you doing, Maddie? I'm doing okay. I just started school online virtually. Um, Ew. Boo. I know. I feel extremely lucky to be able to still be going to school and having that option, but at the yes. same time, I don't know. It's definitely, I feel like this pandemic and everything obviously could have been handled in a much more... Um, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, it's also kind of hard. So I, we live in California, and there's wildfires going on. So mm-hmm. that's also not ideal. It's Climate change is really on our necks right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, but otherwise, well, we'll get into some of these more heated issues and yeah. more contentious issues when we delve into this podcast. But how are you, Lise? I am doing all right. I'm just so tired from doing like nothing. You know, <laughs> like it's at the point where I can't even get up. Like I have an alarm set for 7.30 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. But then I just stay in bed for t- until no, 10 because it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I mean, thankfully I haven't. And started like, school yet it feels like well i i can tell you once you start school like there's another like drive in you because you want to do well like i know you're somebody who wants to do well yeah in so something is gonna switch but the week before school i was a little worried because i didn't want to do anything all i wanted to do was lie in bed and watch tv because right now it's not it i was talking mess about disney plus now i'm all up on disney plus halloween town Are you of you course <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like, I'm only going to watch Beyonce's <laughs> Blackest King on it. Don't worry. That's all I need. But no, bitch. It's I've hard. Been on There's it. so many good ones. I've been on it. Ratatouille. <laughs> I watched the Hamilton film, which was really good. I need to watch it. I'm fake. Ugh. It's really good. It's really good. Like, I think you'd yeah. like it. <laughs> really I'll watch good. that next so while I just sit around and do nothing. So, yeah, love that. that. Actually, that's not doing nothing, though, because it's just... It's like, you know, cultural knowledge. Yes. I'm getting on board. But yes, I think this quarantine situation, in in a lot of ways, it's been good for me because I feel like I've been able, I feel like everyone's saying it's so quirky to be like, this really has let me reach my self-actualization stage in my life and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like I have become like a whole person. I agree with that because I was just thinking about this last night and this is like for the longest time for many of us where we've just been sit forced to sit with our own thoughts which is Mm -hmm. something a lot of people aren't very comfortable doing and I wasn't always that comfortable doing that like sitting because your thoughts can be scary like you're really hard on yourself and other things like that but yeah I feel like I know myself a lot better after quarantine I'm grateful for that snaps to that I agree like to think before I came into this whole quarantine situation I was literally on the path. I was set to be a freaking doctor. I was kind of like put away all these years of my life to be like, you know, studying and I love science and anatomy and physiology. But I feel like if I hadn't had the time to sit doing online school and just realize, you know what, this really is not, it's not hitting for me anymore. No, and that's important because now you know, like maybe you would have been really unhappy in the future. Yeah. that it's out way earlier in a time where it's easy to switch um i'm not even gonna lie like at the beginning of um quarantine like the whole thing i thought it was just gonna be like a two-week break i'm so naive i was like oh my god okay i'll just go home for two weeks reset chill recalibrate because honestly at school i wasn't doing that well like i was not really 
I was so stressed and focused on doing well in school and performing. And I had so much anxiety that I wasn't like eating that much or taking care of myself. But coming home kind of like it was a, a fog. It was but, the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, honestly, I needed this because I'm not sure if this break had it happened and I didn't have time to sit and really think if I would try to be barking up the same tree that just clearly was not working. Yeah. No, I agree. Should we move on to our hobbies, talents, interests? Yes. 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 Are you yes. going to go first this time? Ah, no, I just talked for like six years, so you <laughs> Fine. All right, so some of my hobbies, I would definitely think in the best way, I'm very nerdy. Um, I you like are, to read a and lot. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I think it's cool. I like to read. I like to educate myself on different things. I was taking a physics class online for fun, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Talents um, and interests. I like graphic design. I really like art and making things. I like to paint. And I also have my own YouTube channel, so go check that out, Maddie Hom. Yes, it's very good. It's very, the editing, this woman, when I say that she has skill. I'm teaching myself more about editing, so they're getting better slowly. But yes, it's a lot of fun. Not slowly. It was like two weeks, and I was like, wow. Okay, sorry. Thank you, thank you. You hyped me up so much. But otherwise, yeah, I don't think I can have many other hobbies or talents or interests during quarantine, because a lot of them involve playing outside or running and stuff like that, and that's hard for me to do. The good old days, yes. Yeah. And you, Lise? Um, I mean, I like to sing. I'm never not singing. I'm, Very good. I've been learning how to play guitar for the past year. And I'm also trying to learn how to produce music, which is hard because I can't play instruments. So I have to learn how to play really guitar and so piano. Lily thought you also had written that song by Noah Cyrus. God. I wish. <laughs> I wish. No. I did not, unfortunately. Still thinks you could be TikTok famous if you ever want. <clears throat> I don't know. Charlie better watch out. No, I'm just kidding. I joke. I joke. She's TikTok queen for whatever reason. I'm just kidding. No, she's great. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Honestly, we need to talk about TikTok later because yeah, tiktok do. got me i downloaded it as a joke now i'm on it like a lot i have to say like obviously i don't want to say anything against their characters i don't know them personally but i do get mm -hmm. a little annoyed by their wealth and how they buy their they stuff. became millionaires in less than a year from stealing dances from black girls but you know what no this is not the time we're we're not getting that deep yeah, we'll get into this later we'll get to it later but like I don't know. This generation, I get it, but I'm also like, come on. Like, she is a good dancer. It. She is. She is. Like, I she don't want to take away from that. But at the same time, the video that I just saw of her paying $15,000 for a pair of shoes or whatever, I was like, there are people who are starving in the world. This is just a horrible display of wealth. Yes. Okay. Yes, I agree. How do we know okay. each other? You talk this time. Ooh. How do we know each other? Well... We met in high school at a small school, pretentious school, and I don't know, I feel like we were very much opposites. Yeah, but also we have friends we found, for a while, because I yeah. feel like we were, we were like, even though we were like very, we're very similar at our core, we mm -hmm. both, I feel like hit it at the beginning. Like we, 
were trying oh, to definitely. be a little bit more of like to fit in like I was trying to be like this really nice girl like just because mm -hmm. I'm so nervous about making friends and you can speak to your own experience but we didn't really actually find each other until I feel like we got more comfortable with ourselves yeah definitely I feel like at the beginning I don't know I definitely had a transition yeah phase. like I feel like everyone goes into high school and they're like oh my god like this is my time to you know be that bitch but I don't know. I feel like at the beginning, I was trying to, you know, kind of be in it and fold into it, which didn't work for many reasons, which we'll talk about. I feel like it definitely wasn't until like junior or senior year where I was just like, I can't really care to try to do something or be something that I'm not that just doesn't work for me. And I think we were always friendly and we were always mm -hmm. like, I always considered you like a friend, but we weren't as close. I think I yeah. mainly met you really through Anna because like, you became closer with Anna and I was already yeah. really close with Anna. And then we all happened to be the same math class with Malia. Mm -hmm. And that really brought us together because I also think it was perfect because each of us, so we have a small friend group in high school. We ended up having a very small friend group. It was like the mm -hmm. four of us. So Elise, me, and then two other girls. But it was perfect because we all have very different personalities, but also have the same core values. Which exactly. I think worked really well. How would you describe each of us like I don't know you are very like bubbly but you also have a little bite to you you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like, like, really people, <laughs> right like I feel like people first meet you and they're like Maddie's the nicest person I've ever met I'm like yeah she is but also you know you just like a little but if I, I a little zest piss me off I'll, I will like bite back <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what anybody is supposed to do I mean yeah. come on and like um, Malia's artsy and very quirky, but also artsy. kind of edgy. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say that exactly. Edgy, it's just overall bad bitch vibe. And I feel like it's very put together, very. She's. I feel like she's soft. A mom, like, like not mm -hmm. in the not like trying to say. I feel like that has a negative connotation, which I feel like is a problem in and of itself. Like, why is it yes, so because mothers are everything. Yeah, like they give you life. They they are your life. But I feel like Anna's mm -hmm. incredibly responsible. Mm -hmm. uh, always watch takes care of us and watches over she always took care of me would bring me food because she knew I didn't pack it <laughs> mm -hmm. and I feel like you're the comedian oh my god don't say I mean, that like it's like perfect because in the best way you're blunt which I feel like is very necessary in high school because so many people are fake <laughs> toxic well, in we'll get house. into that in, well, yeah we'll, we'll get into, into that what was the environment like where we met yeah, I think we just kind of explained that kind of toxic. Like, there's definitely a culture that was very, you know, highly. This is like, <sighs> obviously, I am grateful that I was able to get a, it, it was a private school in a predominantly white area, a predominantly white private mm -hmm. school, like, and it was a wealthy school. And I feel at one on the one hand, very fortunate that I was able to go yes, to a school obviously. that had like such mm -hmm. good academics because I feel like, right, the academics were good and they prepared us well. Like, um, we yeah. had college counselors that weren't like mm -hmm. 500, to 500 students to one. It was like 30 students to one, which is great. But at the same time, there are some other setbacks to those types of institutions, like mm -hmm. more emotional and mental, like yeah. trauma. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, there's as someone who went there for 13 years to go through like the different stages of life and becoming, especially like you know, just a woman of color in the society and like a predominantly white institution that wasn't really 
like you know we'd always talk about oh the community here is so great the community is so amazing but it's like but for who though should we talk you know? about our ethnic background because they're only hearing our voices should we should oh my we god because i realized they might not right. know yeah so <laughs> some context since you've only been hearing our voices so i'm biracial <laughs> i'm half korean half white and so i definitely have a different experience than lee's but i definitely feel like i was affected by this school that we went to and i don't want to name the name or anything because i don't want yeah. people to think that's a terrible place because it actually yeah. is really education but um yeah, so it's that's just institutionalized I'm, racism. Yeah, that, Can't really do much all, about that. All private schools. Or can we? Like, even yeah. all private colleges, all of them have it. So it's, mm -hmm. and even at the public schools, you can see this too, which we'll probably talk about in a different podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, I am Black Caribbean. Shout out to Barbados. Shout out to Rihanna. What's <laughs> um, your cousin, your second cousin, what is it? <laughs> cousin by marriage but they're divorced so not really but also if i don't know she wants me to be fenty beauty <laughs> i'm not against it <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I guess that's it i'm black caribbean i'm also 22 percent white according to 23 and me do people treat me like i'm white no but i digress that's okay that's, that's another that's, thing you're like half you're like half as white <laughs> I know. I know. You're the same amount of white as Malia. <laughs> like, Literally. And I feel like, you know, that whole thing where people are like, I'm transracial, but like Rachel Dojal. Oh my God, going off topic. But, you know, she's like, I just feel black on the inside. I'm like, what if I feel like a white woman on the inside? Wait, but no one's going to treat me like that. The white woman who was saying that she was black? Or is this a different Yes. Thing? And okay, hired a freaking black family. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just like everything is just ridiculous. But like, I can't just say I feel like a white woman and then have people treat me like a white woman. I am 22% white, but no one treats me like that. Yeah, I also just want to say something really quickly on that. Like, like it doesn't, I guess like, yes, feel whatever you want to feel, but society isn't going to treat her like she is a black woman. Even if she tried no. her very best. Yeah. yeah, also say like if she was in a lineup, right? And they were looking for... The description was black woman supposedly i bet you this bitch would take off that shit really quick and just be like oh no i'm a white woman don't look for me like she has the opportunity to just like ditch it and grab it whenever it's convenient and it's just like, like that's a privilege sis, not it okay. okay things that bond us together um i guess obviously our education our schooling experience yes. we're both pretty i don't know if you could tell but we're both pretty like high achieving students we, we expect a lot out of ourselves. <laughs> we do. And we stress about it constantly, too. <laughs> yeah, but I feel, like, I feel like we're both getting a lot better about that. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Like I said, this quarantine, at a certain point where I just could not push myself to, like, give an ounce more, like, the first quarter I tried doing, you know, online school, I was just like, you know, it's hard. I just have to let it be what it is. This perfectionism, perfectionism ish is not gonna it's it's not gonna work no i totally agree it's really it's such a challenge <laughs> and we have to be kinder i feel like we're both well we're yeah. learning but just to be kinder to ourselves we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic like and the world's Literally. on fire and it, as i've said m many times it's not just a viral pandemic although it is but it's also a racial yeah. pandemic which we've been mm -hmm. in 
and yeah. we're like still a homophobic transphobic pandemic as yes. we talk about so yes a lot of things going on okay so why um, am i excited to do this podcast you you start because this was mainly your idea you were the brains behind it. i think growing up as someone who is a person of color a black woman there were a lot of things that I, I feel like I would constantly be on Google searching, like looking for things that related to my experience, especially being at like a predominantly white institution and trying to find like myself and see myself reflected in different things. And obviously it just wasn't there because I feel like especially women of color are left out of everything. And so part of why this is on the periphery is that the name of this podcast is that we're constantly seeing one image presented to us, one story in this kind of Eurocentric standard of beauty or living. And on the sides, on the periphery, there's all these people who are kind of forgotten about. And that's, you know, women of color, trans women, people are part of the LGBTQ plus community. I really wanted to have something that stated my experience. You know, it's like, if you can't find something, make it yourself. And that's kind of where I was coming from. And I feel like I kind of came up with it, came to this with a similar idea, but not exactly the same. So of course, like similar to you, I always looked for multiracial, half Asian representation. And there's really, it's really lacking. Obviously, we don't know a lot of Asian actresses. The first time I no. feel like I've really seen one was either in Star Wars or, because I didn't really see the older movies um, mm-hmm. with like Bruce Lee or other Asian actors. And there aren't that many. But, um, and then I also like Crazy Rich Asians, the first all Asian cast I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, crazy me. A lot of the times I also feel like there's a lot of whitewashing within Asian media. Right, definitely. Um, I was just looking online and I, one of my favorite shows is Avatar The Last Airbender. I think it's a really well made <laughs> show, like in reality. Iconic, yes. Yeah, but I was like looking at like the movie that they tried to make, which was terrible. But they made all the characters white, except for all the mm-hmm. bad characters. The evil characters were all Asian. <laughs> I was like, okay, Of class. course, of course. Why not? Um, <laughs> I also wanted to do this podcast because I feel like, especially women, we don't really speak out. Like, some of us do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to yeah. take away from these amazing women like Angela Davis, other other incredible women who have spoken out for their beliefs. But I feel like a lot of the time, we're still in a society where women are afraid to speak out. Not because... Sometimes it's because of fear of violence or assault, but also in other time, other instances, it's just because we're afraid men won't like us or we'll be mm-hmm. labeled a bitch. And yeah. I absolutely hate that. I feel like if we're going to make some progress, we need to start speaking out about it. And maybe after this podcast, some people will call me a bitch. And you know what? You can go fuck yourself. So <laughs> That's that zest I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so- that's why i came to this podcast long story short (laughs) yeah and i uh was watching black is king obviously beyonce queen legend but she said something that really just stuck with me she said if you live your life without reflection you start to wonder if you truly exist and that's just one of those things like if you're not seeing yourself being represented or in front of you you wonder is my existence Am I only living it? Is it real? Do people know that I'm here? Like, do people care? Are people, people aren't really understanding my existence either. Like, that was one thing I struggled with, which I know, like, this is still a privileged thing, but I, like, really didn't realize because people labeled me because of the way I look as, like, being 
like kind of like a white child which like mm -hmm. but I have a right. lot of like really proud roots of being Korean like my grandparents my grandfather escaped the, from the Korean War he escaped across from North Korea on foot and I feel like mm -hmm. there's a lot of pride and my grandmother did a lot of work for the comfort women in Korea um doing work to get the Japanese government to like formally apologize and there's a lot of pride right. in that and like when people I don't know say that I'm just one thing or will guess my mm -hmm. rate because they, or tell me like you know it sometimes I find it I actually find this really flattering because I'm so proud of this but I know it can be offensive to other people but saying like you're very like racially ambiguous or like I don't know like right. like yeah. exotic looking um and it's hard because sometimes it can be you know something that's not a good thing like the you know there's a kind of uh, holding people on a, to higher esteem because they're racially ambiguous, kind of fitting into that Zendaya kind of vibe, which obviously she's like gorgeous and stunning, but it's like, you know, sometimes there's a standard yeah. of like, this is almost Eurocentric, but there's a little spicy in there. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like, it is still sometimes feels Eurocentric, but it's like they wanted like something, oh, exactly, a little bit of zest, like flavor it up a little bit, but you're not quite, yeah, it's still I, comfortable. Like we still feel very comfortable with the image that we're seeing. What do we hope to accomplish? I feel like this kind of loaded question hand in hand with our question. Like we just want to a create some representation for mm -hmm. young people and other people who just want to hear some voices and also be be that change. Like speak mm -hmm. out for some of these issues and share our opinions because we are two young women growing up in the society and mm -hmm. I, I for one and I'm sure Lacey you feel the same way I don't want to be silenced anymore like <laughs> no I'm done no I feel like I've spent so much time hiding and shrinking myself right to you know only fill up the space that I've been allotted and it's just kind of like this generation specifically generation z we know more than any other generations regardless of what they think we have access to more information, you know? Right. And so we should be using that to affect change. Like all these things have been here for a long, long time and the movement we have moved some, but also not really. Yeah. Transposing the same pains, you know, that have existed since the beginning of this nation. Each time we take a step, it, it feels like, like, it seems like we're making a little bit of progress, but then we, it also seems like we take a step back. Mm -hmm. There's so much pushback. So, I mean, I hope that you guys will join us on this journey as we, we learn about the societal conventions and how to dismantle them. Um, we challenge what is deemed as accept, acceptable, and we grow into women who are unafraid of the unconventional until unconventional becomes conventional. And also we want to educate ourselves about those who are unlike ourselves. We think that's really important. And that's something we challenge all of you, our listeners, to do as well. You might know super well like, about your own community, and that is wonderful. And it's not your responsibility to educate anybody else about your community. But at the same time, you might not know so much about another community. And the way to foster acceptance is to understand more about other people and where they're coming from. And then I guess the other thing we want to do is establish ourselves in this pivotal time to foster awareness and change as we all know 2020 has been quite a year um mm -hmm. i don't think i even need to begin to list all the crazy 
and horrible things that have happened. There have been some good movements, but they've come out of terrible tragedies. Um, And I don't want to say that 2020, we should just erase it because I am like, obviously we have like, there have been some big milestones with like Black Lives Matter movements and other things that are important and we need to recognize. But at the same time, there's no doubt that 2020 has been an incredibly painful and traumatic year for so many of us, including myself and Lise, I'm sure you agree. Um, But yes, we need to figure out how we're going to go from 2020. We should definitely use this year as a stepping stone. I mean, we can't really act surprised that, I mean, this was, I feel like this was kind of inevitable. Eventually, when there's so much stuff going on, I think the combination of this pandemic, this gross pandemic that did not have to get to the level that it did in the United States, so many deaths and um, loss, lack of health. Yes, so many terrible things have happened. But I think without this and everyone being inside and not really having much else to do, it really forces us to focus on things that are important that have been swept under the rug for generations. And now is the time that we have to take the information that we've gained and not just be like, oh, that was just an off year. No, it's gonna continue to happen unless we decide to do something about it. And that means vote, please, please vote. This election is very, very important. So please make sure that you are registered to vote. Okay, please make sure that you do everything that you can to make sure that your ballot gets counted. It's so easy. You can just go onto websites like www.vote.org. So easy. That can like tell you all about if you're pre-registered, if you're registered, it can help lead you to the sites that if you want to vote by mail, which is still totally doable, but I would recommend getting that information in quickly because the election, though it seems far away, is coming up. So now we have Biden and we have Donald Trump. And the way I kind of view voting, especially in this election, is like two ways. One, it's not about going to the perfect place. Like we obviously, we all wish we could be in the perfect place, but it's about getting on the bus that's gonna take you to the closest where you wanna go. Trump is taking us in the opposite direction. And if we vote, if we vote for Trump or do not vote at all, we're not only voting him in, but we're also determining the future Supreme Court justices, the future of our natural lands and wildlife drilling in like Alaska and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the other analogy that I think is a little funny, but also quite true is um, I was talking to somebody and they said, imagine you're sitting on an airplane and you're vegetarian. So, which means you don't eat meat, (laughs) just (laughs) to reiterate. Um, And the flight attendant comes by and they have two plates. And on one plate, there's a piece of plain chicken, very bland. And you really don't, the chicken was not your first choice. But then you see the flight attendant pick up the other plate and it is literally a piece of poop with glass flakes in it. And they ask you, which one would you prefer? Now, I'm a vegetarian. I don't really want the chicken, but I sure as hell take that over of the piece of poop with glass flakes. And I kind of feel like that's how our election is right now. You might not love Biden. And I don't love all of the his former politics. No. Um, there were some things against like LGBTQ rights in the past, which I wasn't a fan of, which I think he has re- re- revoked and is on a different frame of mind now, thankfully. But 
I'm sure as hell going to vote for him <laughs> in the fall. Yes. Yes. And I'm not even thinking of just voting for him. It's voting for Kamala. It's voting for representation. Think about all the people who will see themselves reflected in Kamala and will say, you know what, maybe I can take this up. And that's how progress is made by having different perspectives come to the table. We have had centuries of white men dictating a whole plethora of individuals, you know? Right. And I've, I think it's time we start and try to do something new. And it's also, it's also about our future again with like our justice system with um like our like supreme court highest court in the land how the mm -hmm. environmental protection agency if they're going to receive funding planned parenthood parent planned parenthood um and women's rights and reproductive rights like this is a major election and also mm -hmm. there have already been so many deaths due to coronavirus due to mishandling of this pandemic and it's just i don't know it the choice again that's we live in america and the choice is yours but we're encouraging everybody to go out and vote it's extremely important please 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 vote so many people have been disenfranchised so many people fought hard for their right to vote don't take that for granted also do not vote for kanye west okay oh yeah ever in the history ever that's just siphoning off votes right do not vote for a Green Party candidate. Do not write in people because you're siphoning off, of, off votes that are ultimately going to go to someone that we do not want in the White House by any means. Yeah. Let's not even make it a White House anymore, okay? Let's make it an all-inclusive house. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The Rainbow House. They should honestly the Rainbow House. Like, imagine if they did it, like, what if they did, like, really beautiful murals on the house? Like. Right? <laughs> something else. Something else. Because, mm-mm. Or, like, not... okay, this is just kind of off topic, but I really think the trans flag has beautiful colors. Like, what if they painted it, like, yeah. the colors of the trans flag? Like, that would be so beautiful. <laughs> like... Exactly. Anything else. Anything else. But just the White House, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. Anything else that we want to cover? No, I just want to say thank you, Maddie, for really, you know, engaging and having this great combo. I believe definitely over time we'll get better at this. I mean, this is our first time doing a I little also podcast moment. Job, though. I, I'm proud of us. I think... You know I, me, I'm always hard on myself, so thank I you don't know. Thank you for putting this all together. If you guys didn't already guess or ha didn't already know this, Lee's pretty much put this whole podcast together. I'm just somebody who's helping out with um, kind of the content, but she put all of the notes together, organized it, came up with the name. So really the brains behind oh this entire, this entire um, phenomenal creation. Thank you so much. And thank you um, to you guys for listening. We really appreciate yes. it. We hope you take some of our advice to heart, or if you disagree with us and have some opinions, if there's something you want us to speak about, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll include some information if you want to reach us about this podcast um, in the description. Yes, and this is just an inter introduction, so we'll be diving in much deeper into, you know, some other topics, pressing issues, and I will also be having some um, episodes where I just talk to some of my girly friends and boyfriends, 
not like that, but you know, <laughs> to talk, <laughs> to talk about. Yes, my friends guy friends. Boys. Friends who are boys to discuss some more stuff and, you know, just go deeper into the experience as, you know, just people of color in a world that is Doesn't basically love people of color. <laughs> yeah, that functions against us. Thank you for listening and we're excited to talk to you guys again next week. All right. Very excited. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs>